who would you what what crime would you commit if you weren't going to be punished for it in any way it's a good question i don't think i have any interest in hurting anybody so it probably would be like stealing a lot of money like robbing banks and shit yeah Yeah. like like i don't have any i don't really have any um violence suppressed you know like (laughs) right not really I have been wanting to take a kickboxing class to get some anger out, but like I don't have any desire to commit that sort of crime. Right. So I think I would just be really greedy and want a lot of money. What about you? Mm, I just poop in public. I think. You wouldn't do anything else if you I'd couldn't s- be punished. Like, I'd for steal it. money, yeah, but like I didn't want to. You know, he stole mine. Well, it's the best one. Yeah, I just would like get money afterwards. You know. But I'd also probably just, like, hunker down. I'm a little too afraid to go out and just, like, get randomly murdered by some guy in a suit. I mean, that's fair. You know? Yeah. Well, that's kind of all I had. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched The Purge? You mean the 2013 horror thriller action-y film? Yeah. Directed by James DeMonaco. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are about five of them. Is it is the fifth one? The fifth one's in theaters, right? It's five. Yeah, it's it not just six. came out. Yeah. The fifth one just came out in theaters. Yeah, but That's there is a TV was... show that goes with this. There is. Yeah, there is a TV show as well. So we can, you know, call it... A franchise at this point, right? I oh, mean, easily, yeah. Tons, yeah. Tons of stuff about Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is the uh, 2013 original one. It will be the yes. one we're covering today. Correct. I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're the Horror Babes. And we'll be doing the uh, normal format here today, just in case you don't know what that means. That means that Topher will take us through... Uh, who made this thing shout out the cast and crew and then I'll take us through the plot and then in our third segment we will get into a deeper analysis of said plot so tell for who made this thing well you told us James DeMonaco true I did <laughs> I did I gave it away I'm sorry I'm it's sorry. all right it's all right yeah no he's uh he's the writer and director here he wrote and directed most of the purges just not the most recent one got it and he didn't direct so he directed wrote so he was writer director on the purge the purge anarchy and the purge election year and that's the first three yes then there was the first purge which he wrote but did not direct and uh the forever purge right he also wrote um there's also a bunch of like there's a tv show of this uh there is purge one v all which is a short that is uh in pre-production right now it's yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of purging yeah it's funny this is not actually listed as horror on wikipedia yeah, it's, it's not. It's like a psychological... Or, no, it's a dystopian action thriller. Oh. I think the general public, though, puts it in the horror canon. I would absolutely agree. Like, yeah. I, 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 when I was looking at movies to watch, I did not even... It didn't even cross my mind to do, like, a horror or not on this. Like, it's because it's no. just everyone throws it into the horror canon already, so... Right. Uh, but, yeah, so... DeMonica was inspired by, this is, I think, pretty well known at this point, but the Star Trek episode, the Star Trek, the original series episode, The Return of the Archons, mm-hmm. or Archons, I can't remember. I've seen the episode. Um, it's the exact same thing. They come to a planet and find out that uh, these it's, like, very peaceful, but the inhabitants are, like, 
there's an unseen ruler, and then they have uh, what they call the festival, and it's a night of violence. I mean, it's an interesting concept for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't dispute that. I think it's a fascinating premise. Yeah, and the purge being a dual thing here, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So we have a pretty star, we've got a very heavily starred cast, at least for the two main parents, mm-hmm. uh, with Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey. Yeah, when I when she it was so funny because she's in like a stark black bob mm-hmm. in this, and I remember the first time like I saw her or the first shot that she's in, I was like, "Wait, who is that? Who is that lady?" I've watched her like for several hours, and then I I you know I did an IMDb because she she's almost unrecognizable just because of the hair. See, it's her mouth for me. I can always recognize her by the mouth. No, absolutely, and I think that that's what initially made me go like wait i know that lady who is that and then i was like oh it's cersei (laughs) duh yeah but we've got uh yeah so and then ethan hawk i I love right Um, yeah he's such a dick in this um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah it's uh ethan hawk and lena hetty as james and mary sandon we have max burkholder as charlie sandon uh their son and adelaide kane as zoe sandon Mm -hmm. uh their daughter we also have edwin hodge as the uh the bloody stranger the uh, homeless man that Charlie lets in. He's a bloody stranger. <laughs> yeah, I really like him in this. He was re- he did really well in this. For the time he was actually on screen, yeah. Yeah, very little, but he <laughs> He's actually... He's missing like 90% of the movie. There is that, yeah. <laughs> then just the uh, quick other few people. Reese Wakefield as the polite leader. Uh, Tony Aller as Henry. That's uh, Adel- or, uh, Zoe's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And Arija Barakas as... Um, Grace, uh-huh. the uh, neighbor. She does a really great job of playing that like two-faced, backhanded compliment yeah. neighbor. She does a really good job. Love the new addition. Some mm-hmm. people, some people are saying that uh, the neighborhood paid for it. Oh, and then and then the the cookie thing. It's like oh, like the blah 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 uh, last name needs the more Halversons, cookies. Yeah, the last thing the Halversons need is more cookies. Yeah, like, fuck you. It's like what? What are you? What are you saying about you know? What are you saying? <laughs> Sounds rude, whatever it is. It's very rude. Producers that I'm going to shout out, uh, Michael Bay and Jason Bloom. This is a Bloomhouse production. Mm-hmm. Cinematography was from Jacques Jouffre. Jacques Jouffre. <laughs> That's just a fun name to say. It sure is. Yeah, you would know. I mean, he's worked on all of the Purges. Um, he's done, you know, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. uh, one of the more recent ones, uh, Fifth Estate. Like, he's yeah, he's worked on a bunch. Um, he's not, like... I don't think he's like the most important cinematographer in the world, but I did actually like this cinematography. You know, it's got some some moments. I like I like some of the uh, how how he utilized a little bit of a bait and switch in, yeah. in some of the uh, in some of the scenes. Generally, I think that the uh, shaky cam though doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, and there's the weird blur lenses that always tells you you're inside the robot. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not great, yeah. but it's it's there. In though. my opinion, yeah, there's something there. It's, it's it's more than this movie would have had under a different director. I think. Yeah. Uh, it was not too expensive for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a three million dollar budget. Okay. I mean, that's less than Reservoir Dogs was shot for. Right. And uh, yeah, made eighty nine point three back at the box office. Nice. This franchise has made four hundred fifty million against uh, fifty three, hmm. which is wild to me. <laughs> but yeah, there is going to be 
another Purge film coming out. Already? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. it. Uh, Bloom has uh, said that he intends to make additional Purge films and was working on convincing DeMonico to continue the story. Okay. Um, they're not going to make more if DeMonico's not writing. Okay. Um, but he had intended the Forever Purge to be the final film, but it's like, I don't know. We'll see. Huh. Yeah, but they're, uh, Bloom announced that he's going to ma- have another one if uh, uh, DeMonico writes another one. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good runtime. I actually really appreciated how short it was. It's like an hour 20. Yeah, 85 yeah. minutes is what I think it's supposed. It's listed at. Um, yeah, it was released, uh, had wide release in June of 2013. So summer blockbuster slash horror, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. This is also the same year as The Conjuring came out. Um, yeah, so this is sort of the the year of the new horror genres, or horror franchises. Yeah. And it's uh, basically Jason Bloom versus uh, <laughs> um, uh, Saffron. Uh-huh. Right, because that's Saffron the... Saffron con- did The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's sort of that, like, okay, who's going to have the bigger one? Well, The Conjuring had the bigger one, but... Yeah. Right. But it's it's a it's a competitor, and what I really like about Bloom is that he'll put his money behind these sort of mediocre movies. Yeah, I would argue that The Conjuring had way better publicity. Oh, absolutely. Than The Purge. I I don't I remember hearing about The Conjuring a lot, but I don't remember hearing about The Purge as much. A lot of people. I remember people making fun of it, just as like the idea is stupid. Which I disagree. I think I it's disagree. A good idea. I think the idea is interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I like that Bloom puts his money behind like this and Paranormal Activity and Sinister, all three of which are fairly mediocre horror films. Yeah, but it's so he can get people to back like Jordan Peele. Oh, for sure. Like that's how you get Get Out. Is Jason Bloom puts his money on The Purge, which makes shit tons of money and then you slide that money back in over to Jordan Peele and let him make his art house for sure and get out was wildly successful but it's that sort of thing of like the I like him as a producer because he does stuff like that you know he puts his money where his mouth is yeah that's all I mean to say so yeah it's it's the unfortunately the way the Hollywood works but you build up enough goodwill like Bloom has and people are like okay we'll back it Absolutely, yeah. Um, but that's really all I have to say about who made this thing. You want to give us a tell us what happens in it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Deuces. Um. I'm out, y'all. I've been Topher. <laughs> that's been Nicole. We're the Horror Babes. You can find us at horrorbabespod.com, <laughs> horrorbabespod on Instagram or Twitter, and horrorbabes podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much. Bye, babes. Dang. Now I don't even have to say that at the end. You still can. You, I don't, I'm not trying to steal from you. Ugh. Anyway. It's not the purge. I'm not allowed to steal from you. Okay, so we're in 2014. Um, we have a political party called the New Founding Fathers of America. Gross. Gross. Um, they're voted into office, though, um, because they've recently had an economic collapse. And so their uh, solution for an economic collapse is to have an annual event where all crime is legal and emergency services are suspended. Uh, so... Fascinating, guys. Fascinating solution yeah. to an economic crisis, collapse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, then we're in 2022, which, if you're not aware, is like next year. Um, it's happening in <laughs> a Or you might be months. listening to this in 2022. Maybe. Uh, so the U.S. 
has become virtually crime-free with legal unemployment rates dropped to 0%. And yeah, they're like, the economy's booming. It's supposed to be utopic, yeah. Yeah. So then we meet um, James Sandon, who's played by Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. And he is he's in his home uh, in L.A. in a gated community. It's like Beverly Hills-ish, yeah. Yeah, and he's going to wait out the purge with his wife, Mary, who is um, played by Cersei. <laughs> Lena Headey. Lena Headey, thank you. And he has two kids named Zoe and Charlie. We quickly learn that Zoe is um, your typical teenager. She's got a boyfriend who her dad doesn't want her to have. and she's... Well, because he's an adult and she's not. Yes. Like, it's statutory. No, that, yeah. She's, like, 16 and he's, supposed to, and he's 18. She's, he's, too, he's too old for her. <laughs> she's too young for him. Um, and then we've got Charlie, and uh, who's played by the kid who's in Parenthood, I think. Wait, is that the? I love Parenthood. Is that the same kid? I think it is. Double, Shit. double check me, but I'm pretty sure that's the kid that plays um, Max in Parenthood. His the actor's name is Max too, but I'm pretty sure he also plays Max in Parenthood. Oh yeah, he is in Parenthood. Yeah. Huh. I also th- was thought you were saying Boyhood. No, no. Because I don't. I haven't seen Parenthood. I have watched Boyhood because I love Linklater and no, Ethan he- Hawke was in that. He plays the um, the kid who gets diagnosed with autism. Oh, okay. In um, Parenthood. He was also in Daddy Daycare. Huh. And played Max. And in Friends with Money and played Max. Wow, he plays Max a lot. Good for him. His name is Max. I'd love to play <laughs> Nicole all the time. Um, <laughs> so also to tie into The Purge, he, he sells security, home security systems. So his house is decked out. Mm-hmm. It's it's got like steel uh, surroundings of all the windows and all this stuff. So so who all is in the house at the moment is Zoe, Charlie, uh, Mary, James, and then Zoe's boyfriend Harry, Henry, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. And so the purge begins and. Also, Henry snuck in. Henry snuck in. I should mention that. He's not welcome. He snuck in. And I knew this bitch was up to something. He's like kissing her. And so he's like, I can't do this. And she's like, what? Why? What's wrong? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I need to go talk to your dad. And I'm thinking he has a gun. He has a gun. He's totally going to go kill her dad. He's going to kill her dad. He totally is. So while all of this is happening, which it's really weird. I couldn't really tell. And this is just kind of, I think, vague storytelling. I couldn't really tell whether he, whether Zoe knew that that was probably going to happen. Because think about it. She puts headphones in and doesn't go with him and sits on the bed. Because he just says that he's going to confront him. He doesn't doesn't even talk. He he doesn't say that he's going to like shoot him though. Yeah. But yet she like puts her headphones in and sits down on the bed and like doesn't go with him. Like, if, if I were in that situation and my boyfriend was like, I'm going to go talk to your dad, I'd be like, well, I'm coming with you because this involves me. Yeah, but he, I, he says he wants to do it one-on-one, man-to-man, no bullshit. I guess it was the headphones where I was like, since this is already such a dark premise, I just kind of assumed that she 
had a feeling he was like going to shoot him and she just didn't want to hear it. So she put her headphones in. I understand. Maybe that's a yeah. dark reading of it, but yeah, it, it's the way she reacts. that tells me that that's not what she thought was going to happen. Right. I think maybe I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. It is. It's vague storytelling. That's true. Yeah. Um, so in the meantime, Charlie is watching the security monitors and sees this wounded man calling for help saying like, help, they're going to shoot me. Someone let me inside. So he decides to disable the system temporarily and, you know, says, come on, come on, like allowing the man inside. But then James uh, goes to reengage the system and holds the man at gunpoint because he is successful in getting in the house. Right. So this is when Henry comes downstairs. uh, Good timing, Henry. um, (laughs) And points a pistol at James and opens fire. But then James returns the fire and and kills Henry. Yeah. And during all of this chaos, it enables the uh, stranger to disappear. Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of twists and turns here. Yes. But uh <laughs> they really uh, it's a lot of bait- baiting and switching. Yeah. So now through the their surveillance cameras, they all see um this group of masked They've got a lot of guns and weapons and everything. Um, just being weird, yeah. They're, yeah, they're just being just being weird neighbors. Um, they show up at the front lawn. The leader, quote unquote, uh, demands the homeless man, uh, saying that if you don't give him to me, then we we will invade your home. And Mary's like, we have this like crazy security system. And James is like, actually. Uh, nothing is in, is impenetrable. Like right. there's it, it it could fail. You know, he's like we have the best out there, but like nothing is foolproof. They could drill the house. They could do this. They could do that. Yeah. They could gas us out. Like yeah. stuff like that. Um, and so then they have to they have to go on this on this um, cat and mouse hunt. Little hide and seek game. Yeah. For the stranger, and they have a huge house. Yeah, it's enormous. I mean, it's, again, yeah. it's, we think we're like in Be- Beverly Hills or, you know, something of the sort. So um, they're trying to capture him to give to give him up because, you know, it's 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 him or their family. But then they realize that it's actually a better idea to just defend him and themselves, like kind of yeah. keep him with them. So this they're the, they're the people who benefit from the purge, but they don't want to engage in the purge. That's not who they want to be. Yeah, exactly. So after this arbitrary deadline passes, the, the, the group breaks into the house as they promised. And James is fighting back. He kills a lot of them. And then he ends up dying because the leader stabs him. Yeah. Uh, so like, I actually thought the I thought the actor that plays the quote unquote leader was actually pretty good. At yeah, being he was sinister. nice and creepy. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he he gave a good performance because at first I was like this could be really stupid. Sure, but yeah. I thought he was like not not too bad. It's the calm, collected, like long face with a long hair, very like rich boy douchebag thing he puts on. Yeah, it's very American Psycho. Yeah, I was thinking like it, it's basically Aaron Veet in uh, Gossip Girl. Yeah, and then I don't know. I didn't. I, I thought the. I thought like the masks and everything were kind of cheap and cheesy. Personally, right. um, 
And they tried to do things with physicality, like the women were moving a little bit differently. They were doing they like were witchy dancing and, dancing and like and cavorting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it didn't really land for me personally, but I totally see what they were trying to go for. Yeah. This movie's like almost scary. It's almost there. It's yeah. almost scary. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. So after James dies, Charlie notices that the neighbors are leaving their homes before they enter and kill the remaining group, right? Yeah, yeah. And so so uh, while this is all happening, this all kind of happens at the same time, but Mary has been ambushed by two of these purgers, I guess mm-hmm. is what we should call them. So she's she ends up being restrained, and one of the women straddles Mary and starts to tickle her ribs, embarrassing her as she begs her to stop. She doesn't stop, and she's about to impale her with her uh, impale Mary with her machete. But the neighbors actually end up saving her. We think that the neighbors are going to be the like, in, they're, they're in the cavalry yeah. or whatever because they have they have this party that they're not invited to. And we were talking about how how awesomely backhanded um, and the the blonde uh, neighbor is Grace, yeah, Grace and. So we're all thinking that they're going to be in on it because mm-hmm. they, again, they have like a purge party, but they don't invite this family. So you think that maybe it's, you know, but then she actually ends up saving Mary. Mm-hmm. Grace then reveals her group's hatred for the Sandins due to their wealth being acquired at the neighbor's expense. Stupid. It's, it's just so dumb. dumb. It's so it's dumb. dumb. It's like this keeping up with the Joneses, but like worse. Yeah. And that, so so this is kind of the twist, right? You're like, you just got saved, but now we learn that you're actually sinister like we thought before. Yeah, it's weird. It it's, goes it's like weird, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. There is a great line in here. Um, you weren't theirs. You're ours. Yeah. It's like they want uh, ownership of the kill. Yeah. They want the satisfaction. Yeah. Um, so... So the stranger shows back up and ends up killing one of the neighbors and holds Grace hostage and is like, you, you got to free these people, free the Sandins. Yeah. And, and he, he does a good thing here where he asks, he's like, Mary, your call. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I'm so sick and fucking tired of yeah. death today. I don't want anyone else dying in this house today. I did kind of laugh at the part where... Um, I think it's Grace tries to like, or somebody tries to kill somebody. And she's like, I said no killing or something like it's, that. Uh, yeah. So that's the, the, the they're like waiting laugh. it out at the end of it. They're like, they're like at the, the table. Yeah, they're, yeah. It's this weird little like, uh, like tense family scene almost, you know, yeah. or like a bad dinner party. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Mary's just sitting there with the sh- her hands on the shotgun. It's and funny. Yeah. Grace tries to go for it. And she breaks her. He, she smacks in the face and slams her face on the table. I said no more killing. I said no more fucking killing. It's so funny. That's so fucking hard. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I wanted more of that in this movie. It was funny. Yeah. That was, um, a, that was a moment where it was a little more like, um, um, hide and seek. Yeah. Or uh, was that the Ready name? or not? Ready or not, yeah. 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 Uh, so Mary stops the stranger from killing the rest of the neighbors and says they will all peacefully wait out the remainder of the purge. Yeah. They don't have that much longer. Yeah, it's but, only a few hours, yeah. Um, yeah, they don't have that much longer. So around this time, there are sirens, which signals the end of the purge. Mm-hmm. And she's like, get out of my house. And then thanks the stranger for his help. He 
he says, you know, good luck to you as well. And he leaves. And then we've got uh, it, it. The movie basically ends on, you know, like news reports on the TV saying that this year's purge was the most successful to date, saying that the stock market is booming due to sales of weapons and security systems. And a man's voice speaks of the loss of his patriotism after the death of his sons the night before. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> and actually, and that's all going on over the credits too. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a decent movie. Um, like I said, it's mediocre, but it's not bad. Yeah, I wouldn't put it at the top of my list of recommendations for anybody, but yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's like it's it's almost scary, and I think the main problem with it is it doesn't really explore its own premise. It just kind of gives us a clumsy. This happens, this happens, this happens, but I don't care about any of the characters. I slightly care yeah. about the stranger who is houseless mm-hmm. because the because of the psychological effects that that a real life purge would have. Like obviously right. it would be a class thing. Oh totally. Because it's first of yeah. all, like if you think about it, the um with these home security systems, it's gonna it's gonna start with who doesn't even have shelter to begin with. Yeah, those would be the people who would get killed first, right? Mm-hmm. And then it would tr- it would go up to who can't afford a home security system. Period. Yeah. and then it would go up to who can afford it but kind of has a shitty one, you know, or like yeah. not the best. Um, and then, and that's why I think we're we're not in 2015 because it started in 2014 in this movie's world, right? Yeah. Um, it's in 2022 where the people who are remaining are the rich, and yeah. like that's why this family uh, has a lot of money, and they're in Beverly Hills, and they have a huge house, and they live in this crazy decked out neighborhood, right? Where um, everybody's just so where everyone's rich. rich. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think the biggest problem is that I, I didn't give a shit about any of the characters in this because it didn't give us time to, like, this is, I, I never say this, but I think this movie could have either benefited from restructuring or been a little bit longer because it just, I, I don't know, I didn't feel any emotions pulling me towards any of these characters to make me care whether they survived the purge or not. No, fully agree with that. Uh, it's, yeah, the the scariest part of this is what it would be like not to be the rich family, but to be someone who's out there. But that's yeah. such a quick thing. Yeah. So I, I, I would have to see the rest of them. I probably will watch more of these. Um, yeah, To I'm see interested. if they pad out the premise a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I would like to see what happens with that instead of it just being like, I know it's an anthology series. Yeah. Um, but to see it be like, okay, so is there one that follows people? Is there, I think there's one where they try to like take down the new founding fathers. If I remember right, that must be the election or something. Yeah. I would, that, that's got That sounds right. Um, but yeah, we should, we should watch the rest of these, but, um, they're fun. Um, they're, they're very much in the thriller camp. It's, it's. It reminds me of They Live in a certain way, mm-hmm. where what makes it horror is the premise, not what happens in it. It sends you, yeah, it sends you into like an existential crisis where you're like, where, like what would happen to me or what would happen right. to my family if this really were a thing? And would, and it also kind of, the government is already very scary, especially yes. to me, like the power and all of that. So, and the way that they can spin things either way. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of to the nth 
degree. Right, yeah. This is like, what if the government truly had this much power? And they truly believed that this was a helpful thing uh, to have people not suppress their thoughts of violence and not suppress, you know, uh, certain things. But the the realness of it is that people just turn into monsters mm-hmm. for one night, but people turn, like, they're yeah. monsters. So I do like here that there's kind of a dual meaning to the word purge in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we see this gr- the group of strangers, The I think it, they're referred to as like the freaks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, weird term to use, but yeah. Um, the, the well-dressed, creepy-dressed, whatever motherfuckers who are trying to get the homeless man. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the stranger. This is how he's referred to in, mm-hmm. in the credits. Uh, Edwin Hodge's character. So they refer to it as purging society of quote unquote people like him. Right. Um, they, they feel are like leeches or drains on society or whatever. Um, but then we get the neighbors who want to purge themselves of their hatred. So it's, we, it's interesting how it's sort of like, what are you purging? They call it the purge and what are you purging? Yeah, and I think I think it's fairly clever because it's representative of certain religious groups okay. um, in our society because a lot think about how many times, you know, words from ancient ancient texts read the Bible <laughs> um, have been misconstrued <laughs> to form hateful ideology and mm-hmm. hateful um, actions that have stemmed from that. So I like that they kind of created uh, this group that really misconstrues the words of, I mean, because the government is who came up with the purge, right? And their words is more of just like, you know, um, get out your, they want to boost the economy and they want, they want crime to go down. Yeah. Right. So misconstruing those words into saying like we are we're doing this to rid, you know, evils from a person or something like that Mm -hmm. is completely misconstruing what the meaning is and making it making it morally convenient. Yeah. You know, like like you're, you're saying, like, I'm not a bad person because I'm killing people. I'm a good person because I'm doing, you know, this for whoever you're quote-unquote higher power is or whatever whoever yeah, your it's, a, it's your patriotic duty yeah so so it's interesting because i do think that that is an exaggeration of what happens today or maybe maybe not even like there there have been some some serious um hate crimes that have stemmed from religious texts or other texts being misconstrued yeah you know or yeah. put into a conveniently moral um way Sure. Yeah, that they're 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 justifying what these awful morally wrong things they do. It, it, it's the thesis of the movie seems to be everybody would do bad things if it were legal. Yeah, which is a weird thesis statement yeah. to me. You know, and um, so I was I've been reading through this uh, this great article from uh, Charlie Jane Anders. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic trans author and uh, like uh, movie journalist. Uh huh or film journalist, however you want to put it. She's, uh, I love her to death. And she's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, I think it's just at Charlie Jane Anders. Mm -hmm. But she wrote this really wonderful article for io9 when this came out, 
Uh, and to put this movie in sort of historical context, this is 2013, right? This is the whole Tea Party Rise Up. Yes. Is right before this and during this. Yeah. There's no way that the uh, the new founding fathers aren't like Mitt Romney. For sure. She even for sure, pulls yeah. the, the 47% comment that Romney got. Yeah. That got leaked about him, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. That 47, 47% of this country are leeching off people like you, good Americans like you and me, the wealthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's real. Like, this movie, again, is like, like we said, it's almost scary. It's almost there. It's more of that existential yeah. thought process that you have when you watch it. And... It's well researched, like you, like you said, like the the idea of it is well thought out. Just like the execution and development of the idea isn't quite there, and it feels like there's too many ideas. Just like there's, it's 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 coming back to like the the ten thousand switches that we have in yeah. here, right? Who is the real villain? If you're trying to get across who is the real villain, you only need two plausible villains. Yeah. Is it the people outside who are participating in the purge? Or is it Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey hiding out in their house That's and this being super wealthy, right? Yeah. Who's the, that's the who's the real villain thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's who... Are you any better because you're being complacent? Right. You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, and we've talked about this a lot, and the, the the country has been having this conversation in some way over the past couple of years. Uh, that complacency itself is violence. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, it's that we have okay. So we get who is the real villain here because we have the uh, the whole thing with the unhoused guy. Yeah. Who is on another thing? There, everybody is unnamed in this except for the Sandins and yeah. a couple of the neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah, it's not I don't like really understand we, yeah. the reasoning behind that. Anyway, so getting back to the, the 10,000 switches. So like, oh, first we're scared of the, the unhoused guy because he's black and he's in your house. And yeah, then, that's what we're supposed to think. Yeah. yeah. And then we have, oh, okay, so now it's these, uh, what is, uh, uh, the freaks or whatever. Yeah, but Charlie, I, I like it better that Charlie Jane Anders called them the preppies. Yeah. So, yeah, we have the preppies, who are obvious villains, right? Like, they want to kill a person who's vulnerable. Yeah. And just because they think he's a bad person for being a vulnerable person, right? Yes. That he wasn't born into the kind of wealth that they were born into. Yes, very obvious villain. right? Yeah. Yeah. But then they all die, and then you're like, oh, okay, so there's the neighbors, and then the neighbors are the villains, and it's like, just, 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 like, it's too many flips, I think. Agreed, agreed. Especially and I, for 85 minutes. Like you said, you yeah. never want a movie to be longer. You, Nicole, never want to be a, a I, movie uh, to be yeah, longer. I and not. I want this movie, you want this movie to be longer. I do. And I think that, again, um, I think that it's just nothing is really fleshed out. We're not, this is a really juicy idea and a really juicy premise. Yeah, we, we they really didn't give us a chance to kind of sink our teeth into this really scary idea and we didn't really i mean and again this we're only talking about the first one in this episode we're not talking about the other like four that there are now so i can't really speak to those at the moment but i wish this one and you can argue that this was like you know set up that they knew that they were going to do at least three um and yeah i think like i said i think it's the same thing as the conjuring where they're setting up a franchise they know they're getting a franchise out of this but like i i still think that it's it it doesn't quite succeed in setting it up i'm not 
I, I'm going to watch the rest of them because I run this podcast or, you know, I co-host yeah. this podcast. And they're, but they're like, fun. I would, I would not mind watching the rest of these. But like, I'm, I'm not going to go so far to say that it enticed me. It didn't, yeah. it didn't make me think I have to watch the next one right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's exactly right. This It's interesting because one of the notes we wrote down in our, our production docket or whatever you want to call it, the Bible that we keep, <laughs> uh, was that we, we called it more action than horror. Yeah. That it really, fo- it really, really focused on the action, not on the horror. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a misstep. Like, it is still technically a horror movie. I wouldn't call it anything else. No, it definitely is. But it it does the thing that a lot of sort of, like, borderline horror movies do, where they're like, well, what if we made it scary by making it gory with action? And it's like, well, I can't see because it's too dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like mean, putting that gore in the light would have been better, or having it be truly like it could have been gorier. That would have made it scarier. But like focusing mm. on the cat and mouse game, keeping it tighter, like yeah, it it just it, it, there feel like a lot of missteps in the script. So I understand why we only kind of have one setting here, the house. I mm-hmm. get it. No, that's great. I love um, that. But I I don't know. I think I I think there's just a more interesting story here. I, I I just I don't know I don't buy it I don't I think I think that's really my thesis on this is that we could have done so much more or something completely different I don't know it's just I, or this just wasn't fleshed out enough like I I wanted something more or something different but I love this premise is yeah. basically what I'm thinking I mean where like I'm at. If, if I were asked to make one I know exactly what I would write mm-hmm. because I wouldn't focus on the murder and like everybody wants to murder everybody else because yeah. I don't think that that is really a human impulse I don't agree with that view of society same but I would like I would fake you out with a heist movie right right you start a heist movie you're like okay we're gonna do a heist during the purge yeah this and been... then scary shit happens but then you're that's yeah. an interesting thing like you have a bunch of people who are disadvantaged mm-hmm. working class people who are like oh we can totally pull off a heist though it's yeah. the purge of course, I'm going to pull off a fucking heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also, I love a heist movie. Oh, uh, so fun. Always. Uh, they're always just a romp, you know? Mm-hmm. And most of them are terrible, but I love them anyways. It's like James Bond. They're all bad, but I like them. Yeah, I probably would have followed a little bit more of a ready or not. Um, yeah, Because yeah. that's set in pretty much one place, but that movie, I would watch, if they had four others, I'd watch them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so, it's so much fun, but still was like this existential horror of like, what if this was actually a thing? That movie's actually scary. That movie is very scary. Even though it's really funny. Yeah, it toes that line very nicely, and... I don't know. I just, it almost felt like I was watching like a CBS like episodic when I was watching this or something. Like yeah. there's something about That's, it. No, it's very CBS. That's exactly what I would say. It's CBS Yeah, like fuck. I was watching, what's what's one of those shows? Yeah, like it felt like I was watching like NCIS or something. Like there was just something about yeah. it that really just yeah. gave me like those, like, like I said, CBS like episodic type vibes or something. Right. Um, a, a or 24, even a, 24. 24. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Which, oh, that is what I was trying to think of. 24. Where yeah. it's very like, it's very intense and there's a lot of action. I'm like, but... But what's there, happening? But what's happening? Like, <laughs> what's happening though too to many these cuts. people? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that that's, that's, that's kind of my general consensus on this movie. I will be watching the other four. Unless, yeah, unless two and enough. three are really bad. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think it I think it would be really fun to do, a, like, do genre films inside of this, you know? Like, yeah. have your setting, and then you're like, okay, so do the genre. F- I know there's a lar- like a more overarching plot that goes along with these. Right. I, I've read a little bit, and I've heard enough about them. They're, they are, you know, culturally significant. Yeah. Uh, hence why we're covering them. 
Um, yeah, exactly. But I, I do not. Yeah, I don't see why they couldn't have gone more horror with this and less action. Yeah. Like, give me, give me, give me slasher film. You know, give yeah. me or like give me cult film. Right. Having the neighbors come in is an interesting twist, and I see why they put it in, but it didn't feel earned. Yeah, I we just, spent so little time with them, and it's just a couple of lines. And like, I'm absolutely down for you know economy of of like I get why for economy of story reasons. Yeah, that you don't want to spend too much time with certain things, but this story is almost too economic. And like, I don't know anything about the the preppies, and I don't need to know anything about them as characters. But they're just kind of boring villains to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have all they are. All they represent is this like young, this like Ben Shapiro type. Totally, totally. Right? And that, that I guess that's what I mean about like flesh something out because again, I didn't care about anybody, mm-hmm. and I don't really have to. I don't have to care about the villains. But yeah, I didn't. I I kept asking the question like, why? Yeah, focus why? on the complicity of the of the Sandins. You know, like, yeah, that's interesting because there's a really yeah. interesting moment at the end where. I thought Lena Hetty was going to be like, do you want to stay with us to yeah. the stranger? And she just says, thank you. And yeah. it's like, so you can keep the thank you moment, but like really punch home why that's fucked up. Yeah. That, yeah. And she stabbed him with a fucking letter opener mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a bullet wound. Yep. Yeah. There's like, we did not focus on his torture at all, but that was the scariest part to me that they, and yeah. like, they keep saying, what have we become? What have you become? Like, why are we doing this? It's like it's like that that these days when when people are like almost to the point where you're like yes that's why you're fucking fucked Candace up. Someone's being or, like why yeah. is the vaccine free but inhalers and insulin cost so much? It's like dude, you're right there. You're right there. You are right there. It, that's kind of how I feel about this. Is like yeah. you are right there. Just make the just take the one Connect more the fucking last step. Stops. Yeah. Just the last two. You've already said the things. You've said two plus two. Now tell me what it equals. Yeah. Right? Almost there, honey. Yeah. So, like, I think focusing on their complicity is more interesting. Yeah. Um, The neighbors, I think you can just cut it. Again, I see why it's in there. It is an interesting twist. It provides action and it provides um, suspense and all of those things. And a gasp moment. But it's the jump scare of writing. It's yeah, you know, like it's it's just like, and then a twist happens, and I'm like, but it's not cool just because it's a twist, you know? You yeah, you have to like you said earn the twist, and yeah. I didn't feel like it felt was very hooky, earned. like a bad pop song. Yeah, yeah. So I do, I can't recommend this this Charlie Jane Anders article enough. It's really great. Um, it's mm-hmm. highly critical of this movie. Um, called it ham ham fisted political satire. Um, you know, I don't disagree. Yeah, and it, it is ham-fisted, but it yeah. is also... I, I see what they're going for. I do wish it were better, you know? It yeah, just, it well, just, especially when we've got uh, critiques of um, politics and government done by Bong Joon-ho now. Yeah. Like, and come on. You, and they live in 1987. Like, mm-hmm. we already brought up they live a bit, but, yeah. like, it is... That's a better horror movie than this. Like a, Parasite is, re- I mean, obviously yeah. really well done. Obviously, like like ten out of ten, amazing. Wouldn't change anything about that movie. But it's like when you compare that to this, another kind of political statement. Yeah. It's kind of like mm. <laughs> the host is also a political statement that's yeah. much better than this. Mm-hmm. And like it's more nuanced for sure. Yeah, and you know, there's I, I'm all down for for 
satires that are like horror as satire. I really appreciate that. That's what we've used it a lot as For historically. Sure. Um, to talk about queerness, to talk about like, uh, uh, fuck, Night of the Living Dead is about the role, like wh- how black fe- people live in America. Yeah, yeah. Satire is a really good way to get your point across without it being heavy-handed or mm-hmm. cheesy, but yeah. still getting the point across and making a strong point. Yeah, Day of so the Dead's about like capitalist culture, consumer capitalist culture. Yeah, it's a great it's a great uh, tool that you can use in in your writing that doesn't yeah again isn't too like heavy-handed and and punching people in the face with your point because that doesn't reach people yeah and it's one of those things of it, it speaking of that like in the like hand-visted vein this movie would have been more interesting with better lighting i already mentioned that got kind of earlier but i really mean that like i want people to hear that light your movies better yeah because if i can't see what's happening why am i fucking watching it no it's true it's there's the difference between not revealing like look at look at carpenter right i'm gonna keep bringing him up because he relates the most to me here Everything in Halloween is very well lit. You can see everything that's happening. Doesn't matter that it's nighttime, right? Yeah. You can see everything that's happening. Don't breathe. Mm-hmm. Also shot entirely in the dark. Very well lit, right? Yeah. And we loved that movie. There are techniques and ways that you can that you can achieve the same suspenseful atmosphere. And yes, they're in a padlocked home, basically. But there are still techniques that you can use when it's completely dark and the you know, how many times in horror films does the power go out and we still know what's going on? Yeah, I can still you know? see. It happens in Slumber Party. It happens in Halloween. It happens in Don't Breathe. Like, he shuts mm-hmm. all the lights off. The yeah. dude who's blind, they're like, that's, that's, God, we should cover that movie. Yeah. I love Fetty Alvarez. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a fantastic horror film. And it's entirely shot in the dark. And the only times you can't see things is on purpose. Yeah. This is just... It's it in, just, the, it, in the same way that we talked about The Conjuring. It's just a little bit clumsy as far as technique goes. I mean, it's, it's less clumsy than less The Conjuring. Clu- I, mean, I mean, yeah. yeah <laughs> but but not, but me half drunk in the middle of the night without my glasses on is less clumsy than The Conjuring. Yes, that's what. That's kind of what I mean. Is like, is like I don't want to put it there, but it's... This, it's, is, this is me before coffee. Yeah. Clumsy. Yeah. But that's really all about all I have to say right now. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll you know. definitely we'll we'll definitely um, check out the others and, and yeah, it's interesting. You know, the, the, we didn't even really talk about that much. I mean, we did actually cover the religion as patriotism, but I think that's probably the most interesting critique in here. Again, hand fisted yeah. with the new pledge of allegiance that they have. Yeah, but I do like it. Yeah, again, there again this this premise is 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 great. I I think that it immediately. Because a lot of people don't feel scared with horror films unless it hits home in some way. And this is not a specific problem. This is a general problem that, like, if the government said we could do this, everyone would be affected in one way or the other. Yeah. Right? It is It is just... So I can... It, so it has a lot of potential, and I don't think that this movie reached the potential in anyway yeah no i'd like i'd much rather see it in new york city right yeah as opposed to like beverly hills la yeah what what would happen in new york city when everyone lives right on top of each other fucking nothing yeah true new yorkers are nice yeah and we look out for each other yeah okay 
I, what's the quote? It's, it's not, we're not nice, but we're kind. Yeah. Like we will help you if, you know, you drop something onto the tracks or if you, uh, we'll hold the door for you if you're running down the stairs. Mm-hmm. But if you are walking slow, we're not going to be so nice, but we right. will be kind. If you need help, we will help you out. We look out for you. We've all been there. If you've got a granny cart that needs to go up a stairs or a stroller, we've all been there. Do it we'll at help least once out. a day. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I think that's kindness. exactly, yeah. But I would, I would think like at least up in the Heights, it would just be like, I don't know. We're just going to chill, like lock down the building and we'll just have a fucking, uh, carnival de barrio. Yeah. It'd be something like that. I would hope, but who knows? That's the thing is that that's how this movie gets you thinking is like, well, maybe. Yeah. But you don't really know until you're in that situation because Downtown you can't control would be others. You know, NYU would be a nightmare. A lot of repressed people down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think I guess that's a good a good note to end on. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Is if- the note that New York is better than everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We're those people. If you're enjoying us. Don't be shy. Give us a little rating or a review on iTunes, whatever. Say what's up to us. Or uh, tell your friends. Uh, we're always open to requests. So uh, you can always find us on Instagram. We check our DMs all the time at Horror Babes Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at Horror Babes Pod. And we have a website, horrorbabespodcast.com. Until next time. Bye, Bye babes. babes. Yeah, babe.